T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're just playing a little bit about the holidays. A lot of people were worried going into the the holiday season to see some of their family and friends and those gatherings uh, because of the um, because of the health their health situations. And fortunately, we have a doctor on to talk about that. She's also a state senator. You know her well if you listen to the show, Shabon Donovan. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jason. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a really nice time. And you know. Uh, before we went into the holiday, you know, for gosh, at least a month, I was reading news stories that were quite scary about uh, a surge coming, uh, that the the holidays might uh, really knock us for a loop with not only COVID nineteen but also the flu. And so I'm wondering uh, what you're seeing in that area and, and what, what where where we stand on that. Well, I think we are seeing a really bad flu season, which had been predicted and uh, tends to cycle over time. And we definitely have a lot of hospitalizations and people ill with the flu. I've seen it in my own practice. Thankfully, there is the flu vaccination. I hope most of you got it because that makes it so that if you get the flu, you're way less sick. Um, There's also a great medication on the market called Tamiflu, which will help abate the symptoms. But Still, the same people that were at risk for COVID, those over 65, are at risk for really bad flu, and that makes up most of the hospitalizations for flu. At the same time, we've got kids with RSV and a very unusual RSV season that really started back in the summer. But now that we've been in colder weather and behind closed doors, um, that has had a significant uptick as well. And then COVID hasn't gone away, but it's fortunately staying very low. And then Honestly, a lot of people like me just have the common cold and you test for everything. You don't have it and you just have a cold and have to use good judgment and, you know, good, um, you know, taking care to make sure you don't expose other people unnecessarily. Um, But I think that whole that combination of those three things has a lot more people sick than we're um, than we're used to seeing pre-COVID. But fortunately, you know, something that is not staggeringly surprising. When you have a temperature, is it more likely that you have the flu? And I ask because, you know, as, as John mentioned last week, he was out with a temperature. And another one of our producers uh, also got a temperature uh, this uh, this season like uh, or this weekend, 101, I think. So does that mean what, what does that mean to you? And I know you're that not- means you should be tested. Yeah, You should definitely be tested for most particularly the flu. Um, there are antivirals that you can get for COVID, and, um, and they can be effective and helpful. But mostly you want to know if you have a, the flu. 
Um, the symptoms can be very severe, and even if you've had the vaccine, you would um, you you would want to get the Tamiflu. And you know the the thing about that is why not take advantage of what we have to treat these conditions now? We were begging for, um, you know, treatments that were embraced during COVID. We have treatments. Go ahead and see if you're eligible and talk with your doctor. But, you know, it, it, you're going to do better faster if you don't weather the storm without a little bit of insight to what it is you have. That's really a red. It's an easy, you know, you can test your temperature, take your temperature at home. And if you have one, that's really a signal that you need to go see a health provider. You don't need to just stay by yourself. You can go get some treatment and help with with that. Absolutely. Uh, Now, we all have the probably, I mean, I I have, gosh, a stack of those free COVID tests we all got in the mail. And I know they sent out some more. Are those rapid tests helpful for anything right now or do you still need to go in? I I think that um, there are protocols that you take for COVID to reduce the risk of exposing to other people, you should make sure your tests are not expired. And you can usually get tests um, covered by your insurance. If you have health insurance, you go in so you don't have to buy them. But I think that, um, you know, that they, they, they are, you know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to say. Are we going to rapid test for COVID all the time? I just don't know the answer to that. I would say a, a smaller portion of the population gets, um, you know, medication if they do have COVID. There are still protocols. If you're around people who are at significant risk, like if you're working around at-risk elderly, it's probably a really good idea to know if you do have COVID mm-hmm. and to, you know, follow the quarantine. And for now, we're still following the quarantine policy, but it's very, very, very much modified in that it's five days if you're vaccinated and you um, – five days that you're quarantining if you're vaccinated with relief of symptoms. And if you have no symptoms, in some cases, you can go to work with a mask. So always best to watch the updates and check with your employer. And you mentioned the flu vaccine, which, um, you know, I've had before. If somebody hasn't had that yet, is it too late in the season to get? No, it's absolutely not. Go ahead and get it. It takes about two weeks to create the desired immunity in your body. But if you haven't get it, gotten it, go get it now because flu season really lasts all the way until May. Wow. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, you don't think about that. Think of it yeah. in the winter. So, it, you know, you mentioned RSV as well, and a lot of a lot of people were worried about that with children. And you're not a pediatrician, but uh, is there any news about some of the uh, shortage in medications that we were seeing for children, or some of the worries about sending them to school? Um, I, you know, I, honestly, I don't know about that, Jason. I I know that um, you know there are medications that you can take for RSV. But most of my experience is that kids are going home without really any medication and that very few are being hospitalized. I think we're seeing a lot of mixed variables. You know, you get a bad respiratory virus and you have a great environment that bacteria can grow in. So I've seen several that had RSV or had something else and and later developed like a bronchitis or an ear infection or something that required an antibiotic. But it is, um, you know, it's it, you've, you've probably had that experience before where you have one thing and you're getting better and you get another. And so I, I think that the key is that it is best if you have a sick child to please keep them home. And it doesn't matter which of the things it is, 
you're going to decrease the risk of spreading to other kids if you keep them home until they're not symptomatic, certainly if they have a fever. Um, but I, I, I'm not aware of any school protocols or anything like that. Got it. Is, is there any, anything that people need to be concerned about as far as uh, the hospital capacity? We hear a lot about that these days, that hospitals are being filled up. There aren't any beds available. Uh, where <laughs> is, there, is there anything to be concerned about there in the local area? Well, I, not anywhere near the situation we had to coordinate during COVID where there were, you know, really um, – incredible efforts being made to expand the capacity in hospitals. Unfortunately, Virginia <clears throat> really never had to build any ancillary hospitals. They really did an amazing job extending, um, you know, that capacity. So I think it's stress and strain. I, for me, I worry more about our healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. I think they're almost now getting a resilience of every winter is going to be, you know, really, really hard with staffing and volume and capacity and acuity. And that, that takes a certain kind of resilience. But I think that the, the hospitals are all paying attention. There are a lot of conversations happening at the state level to make sure we know if we're in jeopardy. But right now it's more of a wear and tear fatigue concern than it is, you know, we don't have any place for a patient to go. Yeah, careers in healthcare aren't getting any easier, and on top of that, there's a shortage of uh, of people right now. So I guess it's a little bit of a perfect storm. Uh, I wonder exactly. Yeah, I wonder um, before we go, uh, we're moving moving from the healthcare topics. We're about to enter a general assembly session, a short session starting January 11th. I assume you're getting ready for that, and maybe you have your eye on some topics uh, of interest to you. Um, do you have anything that's really standing out, something that you're going to be personally following or interested in, in seeing past in the coming session? Well, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of work in, um, in healthcare and making it more efficient, um, working on some of the processes, making sure that, you know, People have access to the information. People who are taking care of a patient have access to that information in a nimble way to reduce the cost of health care and make your experience in getting care better. But in, also very, very much in education, I'm going to be looking to streamline nursing education, make it much more accessible, make as much of it online as possible so that we can focus on investing our teacher resources in clinical education, which is the part where you have to work with patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be looking at making sure that kids that go to college in Virginia, either two or four year, are going to get work experience by mandating the colleges to count some of their credits for um, internships. You know, kids actually have a better opportunity of getting a job, of staying in Virginia, and businesses have a better chance of finding employees they like that stay longer if internships are done. So that's something I'm going to make sure Virginia starts moving out of the bottom of the ranks across the country in, in having internships. And so those are some of the things that I'm focused on. It's, there's a lot. The 30th is a deadline. Anything that we have already filed, which is called pre-filed, before session starts needs to be edited and um, worked out in, you know, the, the final request from the legislator to change what's been written by the 30th. So we'll be working on all of those bills this week and editing them and getting them right. Well, you know, anything that can improve that talent pipeline to the uh, healthcare industry is 
probably a valuable thing. So best wishes to you. It's hard to navigate and expensive. I know a lot of women who are trying to go through nursing school and men, and it's not accessible. And that seems ridiculous that we need them so badly, but we can't get them the education they need in, in a reasonable way. Yeah. Well, well, we'll keep following up on that with you through the weeks, and John will be back and asking you more about that as the session progresses. And uh, we, we wish you a, a happy new year, and thanks for coming on. Thank you, Jason. Happy New Year. You too. State Senator Siobhan Donovan on News Radio WRVA. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.